welcome to the very first inaugural episode of the Urban Underachiever radio program. My name is Brandon Walker, and I'm here with my friends Brent Dawson, Stephanie Casey. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Let's just let's just jump on in. This is Veterans Day. Let's talk about veterans. Let's talk about the military. Let's talk about specifically what happened uh, several days ago. There was a uh, mass murder. Fort Hood in Texas. Right. What do we know about this? In, uh, 13 people were killed uh, by a gentleman who was a, uh, a, a medic. Well, he was a, a psychologist or uh, actually psychiatrist. a psychiatrist. An actual MD Major. then. Mm-hmm. Uh, of uh, the Muslim faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, by some accounts that he uh, had been angry at the military. He was about to be shipped out to Afghanistan. And he took out his... his uh, revenge on the people that he knew and and apparently there was a lot of people he knew so how does that tie into is the the big picture is he still alive i know he was in the hospital and that he was not dead yeah i heard he's in he was in a coma now he's out of a coma not talking he's going to be tried under military law instead of civilian law right right i heard that so and and i was uh just thinking earlier today i've I've been impressed by the fact that the right-wing element has not jumped on this with some of the fervor that you would expect when you hear about a, a Muslim attacking non-Muslims, you tend to hear the words terrorism a lot. And, and all, actually, I think it's the media that's been focusing more on that than some of the right-wing elements. What do y'all think? Well, we know our media is more liberal left, but also, do you think maybe you know the right side is very pro-military, pro being at war? Maybe it just cancels out, so it's like Muslim military, military good, Muslim bad, cancel in the middle, nothing to say. <laughs> I, I don't know. I would hope that would be something like that. Well, first, I don't share your uh, premise that the that the media is left. I think they're square in the middle, um, aside from Fox, of course. Um, right. But first of all, uh, when anybody dies, it's a tragedy, um, regardless of the circumstances. Um, it's a, that human beings died is a sad thing. Um, I think the elements that, that's gotten played up more is that because they were military, they're somehow it's more egregious. It's more um, devastating. Um, I think just the fact that they're human beings is enough of a tragedy. Um, I don't think we have to inject necessarily some nationalism to inspire something stupid later on down the line sure um i think just the fact that human beings died is is tragic well people die every single day in equally as tragic situations so this just is of note of course because the military in theory uh, you know should be this this type of thing shouldn't happen out of a battle scenario and they were still here they were about to be shipped off right was what 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 do we know about the other the 13 people that were killed were they also I mean, how were they related to the? From what I understand, they were they were also there were some medical staff, some soldiers, and a couple of civilians. Um, and then there was also uh, close to forty people that were that were injured as well. That so that, he went postal so for he, lack of a better term. He, yeah, absolutely. Like he just went crazy on whoever was around. Something interesting that that I was listening to a comment from a young lady who is uh, a military wife in uh, Fort Lejeune, which is in North Carolina. And she was saying, we're all scared here. We all feel like uh, we're looking around at each other. And I'm thinking, this is not a systemic issue. This is not like a, (laughs) this is one isolated incident with one guy 
who went crazy. And yeah, he happened to be Muslim and he happened to be persecuted in, in a way. But this is not anything really to, to make into something bigger than just one crazy person right. doing a horrific thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of, I, in my personal opinion, a lot of the, um, any big scares, like uh, what we were talking about, um, the John Stewart thing that you sent us, whenever they're trying to hype up anything with healthcare or um, anything that basically there's profit generated, everyone gets much more excited about because you can use, you can sell time and products and that sort of thing. This doesn't have a marketable value necessarily. So that might have a little bit of a factor of, you know, why they're not going crazy. I don't know. Yeah. In the media anyway. Well, I, and I'm like I said, I'm I've been surprised by the restraint by the right wing, and it, mm-hmm. I think, like you just said, um, Brent, the media is sensationalist. They like if it bleeds, it leads. I mean, that's a common theme in news, and I find that even these people that we consider to be left leaning journalists are digging for a story out of this. They want to, they want him to be a terrorist. They want to kind of incite. Uh, some action when it comes to news. And it, it is an interesting story about a guy who protested going to Afghanistan. He said he didn't want to go. In fact, he even recommended that the military provide a way out for Muslim soldiers. In other words, hey, put me somewhere else so that I don't have to directly fight against my own religion. Uh, and they denied it. And he's had contact with Muslim clerics and, and some, some really actually radical ones. They investigated him and they found that they weren't uh, it wasn't necessary to pursue it any further. They didn't. They didn't think he was a threat. In other words, well, I don't know that we want to go down that road again. I mean, we saw what happened the last time we bandwagoned a Muslim issue. What led to Iraq? It led to Afghanistan, which we're still there. Um, I think we've learned some slow lessons that uh, demonizing a group of people doesn't necessarily le- lead to any kind of resolution. So possibly the restraint is we don't want to uh, rally the mob mentality about uh, finding terrorists in foxholes again based on this one incident. Um, Well, that too also can just as easily have nothing to do with it as everything to do with it. I mean, someone could have just said, you know, my wife's about to have a baby and I don't want to leave the baby, you know, and never see my child and have that chance and go crazy too. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it could just as easily, we don't know yet. We'd have no idea if that is actually a factor in the guy's head. You know, it could just be a coincidence. Right. I don't think it may not be a factor in his head. I just know that the way that the media worked last time, um, it was all about, uh, what are you referring to? 9-11. Oh, when, yeah. And the, and the media frenzy and, and the demonization of Muslims and everything that took place after um, that. It was a rallying cry to go to war. Um, I think we learned some lessons about demonizing that quickly and uh, rallying mob mentality. Um, well, that definitely was an opportunistic situation. I mean, we obviously know that they pushed that agenda for very specific reasons that mm-hmm. didn't necessarily have anything to do with that. So that's not, you know... Well, let's let's take it to the big picture. This is Veterans Day. Uh, ostensibly, we're, we're celebrating uh, those who have fought for our country. And I was thinking of the history of war in our country. Uh, Revolutionary War, obviously a big, big win. It, 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 to us, it seems like, yeah, we were on the right side, you know, to, to fight against the oppressors. The Civil War possibly held the country together. It was divided. The Civil War... Uh, led to the end of slavery. 
move on past that and you get into World War One, one of the most devastating conflicts ever, obviously. World War II, where we got into that, we were fighting against Nazi, uh, Nazism and, and uh, big picture stuff, fascism. But then what happened after that? We went directly from that into Korea, fighting against uh, communism, and we ended in what some would consider a loss in, in the war. It was We certainly lost just countless soldiers, but it ended in a stalemate. Yes, yeah, South Korea was, was, quote, saved. Then we went into Vietnam, another stalemate that ended up with us on the pretty much the losing side. And I hate to say we lost Korea, we lost Vietnam, but what did we gain out of it? Uh, moving from that, you, you kind of move forward a little bit. Gulf War One. Again, possibly a victory over what, though? So what I'm what I'm saying here is, have our wars been moving away from those real consequential ideas and moving towards wars over oil and wars over I think resources? They've pretty much always been about resources and money and power. I mean, that's I don't. You can say idealism, but I think when you really get into it, have you guys been to Washington D.C. in your adult life? Sure, have you sure. stood in the Lincoln Memorial and read the you know? These men, we cannot possibly yeah. do anything. They consecrated. I mean, it, it brings tears to your eyes, and you can't help but be extremely moved. And it's the same. You just, you just, everybody lose sight of that, and it loses sight of you know the whole idea of America. And you know, people use that as a a reason to say, oh, we're protecting this and we're doing that when they're doing the exact opposite. And I, in in my opinion, after working in entertainment, after you know seeing a bunch of things and studying, you know reading and studying things my whole life, it is pretty apparent to me that throughout all of history, everything is just about power and money distribution, period. <laughs> so even even these conflicts that were ostensibly about capitalism versus communism or democracy, they wouldn't have said capitalism, they would have right. said democracy versus communism. Was that really about resources? Well, you know, even in World War II, I mean, we have, um, like, there are stories like you, um, if you read about it, um, like IBM, an American company, was providing the Nazis with their systems. You know, I mean, it's, 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 you can't, <laughs> I mean, you can't do both sides, you know, it's not. Military spending is what drives our economy. Uh, the internet was from the Pentagon. I yeah. thought Al Gore had been in the internet. Well, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> it's the international superhighway then. <laughs> <laughs> but it came from the Pentagon, and uh, we get to partake in it 10 years after it was being used by the Pentagon, uh, simply because now they could sell it to to us. But uh, most of the major breakthroughs technologically and industrially here in this country have come um, through the military driving our economy. That, I don't know where we are on time, but that's actually a pretty decent segue to talk about healthcare and sure, computers sure. because um, I was telling you guys I watched the front line that, um, the, I can't remember the correspondent's name, but he's a, an older correspondent. He's been all over the world for his whole life. He was served in the military at one point and then has been a journalist since then. So he went to five um, other very developed countries to look at their health care. And the thing that I don't understand, uh, my father's actually uh, just retired this last spring and he's a physician. Baylor. 
And um, he was very resistant to putting everything on computers. And in China, they have, in Taiwan, where which is one of the cities he profiled, they have just a little credit card thing that's like their health ID. When you go see the doctor, which you just walk in to see, and you see him and it's, you know, no mm-hmm. money and all that, they slide the card in, it pulls up your entire history, what you saw the last doctor about, how recent it was, whatever. That doctor does whatever, gives you your pills or says, you know, takes your blood pressure, puts the same stuff in. It immediately gets sent to the government insurer, which then pays it. And that's that. And everything's right there, centered. And um, to me, I don't know, we were starting to talk about healthcare, and uh, unfortunately, I don't, I don't know all the ins and outs of exactly where it is right now, but that's always been a big push, is that we need to computerize everything. All the records need to be online. And I don't understand why there would be any resistance to that. Well, because it's the mark of the beast, man. It's, it's a new world order. I mean, <laughs> well, the, it's because 22% right. is of healthcare costs, apparently, is administration in this country. And that if you, you'll eliminate 15% of that if it's all computerized. You just think about the, 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 the rate that some of these the, the tea baggers and, and these religious types have about healthcare, <laughs> they tea miss baggers. the whole point of healthcare, which is to take care of your neighbor. And, and I wrote a blog about it a few weeks ago that, that that the whole idea is to take care of those who can't take care of themselves or who don't have the means or have a, a tough times. And they're focused on this, you know, things like, oh, you computerize it, you're it's, it's bringing the world together, one world or order. Or Big Brother's watching and, or something. Oh, of course, yeah, Big yeah. Brother, it leads to socialized medicine But it's like our government. criminal records. I mean, I don't, that's so, that's what someone said in the documentary today. They said, um, you know, we think an inalienable right is um, the power of attorney, that you can have a fair trial. We think that education is something that you just automatically should get. How does healthcare not fit into that? Yeah, let's, let's go down the <laughs> list of things that are, quote, socialized in our <laughs> yeah. country. The post office. Office, right. The military. Uh, do you, do we? Police department. And education the is the biggest one. The fire I mean, department. Public schools. Yeah. Public education. Public colleges. Yeah. It's part of <laughs> being an American citizen that you have. That That's the contract right. we make. We pay taxes and we expect certain needs to be met. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Okay. Well, it's hard to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness when you have fifty thousand dollars in medical bills right. that you have no hope of ever paying right. off because of the interest of trying to pay it on credit cards. Right. Or you have a two-year-old with leukemia, and you know, I mean, what do you? It's like you go bankrupt from that, and you can barely work anyway. Uh, absolutely. Care of it. And yeah. it, I, I was a. Uh, I just read. The, have you ever read Freakonomics? Uh, it's Mm-mm. an amazing book, and it's and it brings up some of the points about the things that we fear versus the things we should fear. If the the main example it talks about is um, parents. If you if a parent finds out that a, their kid is hanging out at some other kid's house and they happen to have a gun in the house, they they think that's a hugely dangerous situation. They won't let their kid go over there. Mm-hmm. But if the kid has a pool, it's okay. When, right. Hundred, uh, several thousand kids die in pools, and very few die from guns. But we fear the guns more than we fear the swimming right, pool. Right. Same thing with healthcare. We feel fear this idea of the government take quote taking it over, mm-hmm. but we don't fear the fact that uh, fifteen thousand American citizens died last year, including over twenty two hundred veterans on Veterans Day. People that were supposed to love so much and take care of, they died because they did not have adequate insurance. Only fifteen thousand. Yeah, well, I find that hard to believe that statistic. I know, and it depends on who you ask too. Yeah. So, well, well, since you brought up fear, um, generally when you have capitalism, you have to have fear that drives consumption. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, when it comes to healthcare in a capitalist society, 
we want to squeeze as much money out of that apple as possible. Um, so we're going to demonize the other side. We want to keep it private. We want to keep it uh, in the private sector so we can produce the most watered down version we can for the most, most amount of money. We want to mass produce it uh, as efficiently as we can and maximize on the profit. And not really heal people. And it, yeah, in my, in my opinion, yeah, in my opinion, that is 100% of the reason why people, I mean, everyone just jumps on the bandwagon. They don't even know what they're actually fighting for, especially the, the zealots. You know, they really get crazy just with whatever their sort of leaders tell them to. So if it's radio personalities or whoever it is they listen to or their community, um, you know, if everyone's saying, oh, my gosh, you have to rise up against this. They'll, they won't even know what they're talking about, you know? I mean, I, I don't know, uh, you get, you probably both of you guys have been driving around in various times in your life just in the middle of the country outside of big cities. When you turn on that radio and, oh, God, I mean, it's, it's a just, wasteland. Yeah, but, I mean, they're just talking nonsense. Christian they're not even making any sense. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian radio or conservative radio. I mean, same thing with any kind of uber liberal or extremist radio of any kind. It doesn't even matter what and your faction is. what's that? Where is it? I don't know where it is. <laughs> Left wing radio. Like conspiracy theory radio or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, late at night. Yeah, yeah you know, something like that. What the hell is that? I would love to listen. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> That's going to be out All there, right, sure. I drove from Dallas to Brownwood, and I caught 67, and I'm not making this oh, up, wow. 67 Christian radio wow. stations. Yeah, but see, and I but, raffled yeah. off, because I, I knew that this was going to happen. So I, as, as a prize, I had my Facebook fans... Uh, pick a number out of how many stations I was going to run across, Christian stations, and the closest one was going to get the Gideon Bible I was going to steal out of my hotel room. God. So, but, but Christians are so persecuted right now. They're, right. they're such a minority, and they're so persecuted <laughs> that you have 65 radio stations that I could walk down the street, and within a, a square mile, I could go to any dozen churches around here mm -hmm. and yet they have this mentality that the government's well, after that's them. exactly i mean i'm we're probably not there yet but the prejean girl like that's exactly what she's been saying on all her interviews she's saying we're persecuted she said this is you know there's this inequality and for some reason christian conservative women <laughs> that's what they've been saying since the dawn of fucking time i know have um, you read the bible i mean that's what they thought persecution <laughs> persecution okay is when saul got stoned by uh or Stephen got stoned by a bunch of sure. Jews. Okay, yeah. That's persecution. Jesus got hung up on a cross. That's persecution. Or in China right stories? now, or in some foreign countries <laughs> where Christians really are being detained, executed, imprisoned. But that's not happening in the United States, and it never will. People that have that mentality that, that we're victims. But we do that to other people. We we have poor here that are definitely treated that way. We put Japanese people in camps in, in World War II. World I War mean, yeah. come on. But you can't sell shit to we the had poor. Slavery. So who cares? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, you can not, sell not bad, shit to yeah. Christians. And if you convince them that oh, you can yeah. sell anything to them. You can That's sell. True. Bob Tilton used to sell them dirt from a paper bag. This is. You can sell stuff to persecuted Christians. So if you can convince them that they're persecuted by some evil government, then fine. Then the right wing can galvanize that and use them to... But that's just capitalism like what you said. I mean, not right. to play the, to play the, well, to play the devil's advocate. You can do that to anything. I mean, you can um, sell, you know, rap stars sell to whatever their demographic is, a certain kind of alcohol. Or, you know, to rich ladies, they sell $5,000 purses because it has a sticker and on what it. What happens you know? I mean, when you just sell to people who can buy it? People who can't get fucked. Right. The poor are uninsured. The poor veterans who are supposedly fighting for our freedom get screwed. 
um, because you can't sell shit to them. Mm-hmm. Well, this is it's an exactly this is a great place to continue on to the, the Carrie Prejean thing yeah. because of what it represents. What it right. represents to me. And uh, Stephanie, you could weigh in on this, and I, and I'm, I see by your Thank look you've you. got some. I appreciate that. <laughs> is Christians and religious types who claim to set themselves apart from quote the world, and mm-hmm. they say they throw around be in the world and not of the world. Who is more of the world than somebody who is a model that's in the uh, uh, fashion industry that makes takes nude pictures that sends whatever to her boyfriend, sex tape or whatever that is in the world, right? And then she goes and tries to criticize gay people and the way well, they live. Okay, let's. I I actually went because I I didn't know a whole lot of facts about this. So today I watched several videos on the internet. One of which was when she was actually asked the question at I guess the Miss California pageant. So this is what happened. Do you know guys know who Opposite Perez marriage. Perez Hilton is? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who Perez Hilton yes, is? Okay. So he was apparently the person asking the question. And he says, basically, you know, Vermont just legalized marriage. What are your opinions? Should every every state follow suit? Number one, I do think that that is a very loaded question. Because regardless of your standpoint, you're going to piss someone off. And it's very hard to answer that diplomatically without... My pissing off one is, side of the why other. are we asking? Uh, yeah, Miss California. They don't yeah, even like, why is her opinion so <laughs> Yeah. So, so her answer is yes, you know, I'm against they it. They haven't blah, blah, blah. in two weeks. Right. They... And so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she actually, and so um, there's, when she said that, then um, Shawana Mokler or whatever her name is, who, she, you may know her because she was married to Travis Barker and they had a reality show on MTV. Oh, Anyone? yeah, Meet the Barkers Anyone? or some kind it. of thing like that. So she's blonde. She plays for Playboy. She was a Miss USA or something. She's a very pretty girl and, you know, just a Hollywood whatever type. Oh, I saw that issue. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she did a, immediately a, a hate thing against her and spoke up against her in the pageant system because she'd been in it. And she said, you know, listen, that girl's had a boob job and, you know, these are a bunch of other things. They're and digging up the sex tapes. Yeah, great. Go- on the fake but tits. The- That's why I haven't heard anything about her. I've been focused <laughs> on the tits. All right? Nobody well, gives a shit about her opinion. <laughs> Show us no, the and tits. That's, no, that's people the do give a shit about her opinion. That's the problem. Well, they Embraced her but as only, some sort of a. Only uh, when they can jump on it. People for gave her an opinion. They didn't. They don't yes. care what it is. She's she's roboting back. Okay, I was. She was raised an evangelist, and okay, yes, that is what my people believe, and so that's what I spit out. And then she was um, of all the videos I watched, and I watched a bunch backwards. And so one that she was being interviewed, and she was just very glassy eyed, sort of saying, "I just stand <laughs> for marriage. I'm just here because I believe in traditional marriage." And she just kept repeating that. You know, they might Not say, opposite. "Oh, what did, she you, eat? What did you eat for breakfast?" And she's like, "I believe in traditional I marriage." Oppose. We should oppose marriage <laughs> of any kind, gay, straight. <laughs> Let's just fucking oppose right, marriage. Right. Coming from the only married guy in the room yeah. here. <laughs> All right, so I'm a sucker. I have weak sales resistance, but if you uh, if marriage didn't exist, would you think it up on your own? Seriously. Well, no. This was marriage was created when we we didn't live that long. So you you had your babies and they helped you with the farm and whatever, and then you died. I sure. mean, that was oh, that's it. a whole. Uh, is marriage like a, an evolutionary really? byproduct? Like, is it done? But let, let's get back to this because yes. this is here's the thing. I don't care if she gets a boob job. I right. don't care if she takes nude pictures. Doesn't matter. They're great. They look great. I saw them. She's an attractive lady. <laughs> I don't care what she does with her boyfriend. Right. What I care about is when she raises herself up as some sort of a person above right. uh, the moral high ground. 
And that's what these religious types well, do. And then they go and they go, uh, this Ted Haggard guy. We could just go down the list of, hi- of the hypocrisy of the religious right. She wants to be a celebrity, though. So, of course, any opportunity she has to get lots and lots of promotion, yeah, well, let's, let's she's going to do it especially. Look at it this way. It, it, it always astonishes me that atheists have better morals than uh, Christians or any religious mean? group. Well, how many... Wars have you ever seen that were started by atheists? How many wars have you seen that were started by religious fanatics? Everyone. Uh, Countless. You you never hear on CNN, well, the atheists just bombed 200 uh, agnostic civilians and uh, who have a stronghold in Hanoi. That just doesn't happen. Well, there's some people that would argue communism was anti-religion, and so the wars that they propagated and we propagated against communism or in a cold war in the cold yeah yeah but like vietnam korea and and, uh, some of those but well that's that's a huge discussion and we can go on that but i want to read you guys one one of the really funny things that i uh, meredith vieira who uh was on the view and i guess she does today show now and so one of the videos she was interviewing her millionaire right yeah the millionaire show and so uh she says uh you know she's she's trying to be nice but of course she knows that prejean is how you say it right um, the Prejean's just, you know, full of shit. And so she She's carried to me. Honestly, you know. don't know. I've never uh, seen her without the word mute beside her. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Meredith Vieira is saying, uh, so, you know, a lot of people are saying this and the other. You know, you wrote a book. This is great. I want to read a quote from the book. And this is the quote. Oh, goodness. Our bodies are temples of the Lord. And this is Prejean's words, quote unquote. We should earn respect and admiration for our hearts, not for showing skin to look sexy. And then Vieira says... People say you are a hypocrite. And then Prejean says, well, I'm a model. If people want me to, to call me a hypocrite, that's their prerogative. That's her response. <laughs> so... I, I think it speaks for itself. I mean, that's... that's... Well, I think the, the Christian right is missing a major opportunity here because um, she made this video. She's a, a, a religious hero. All you need is James Dobson doing a voiceover reading the Song of Solomon you could mass produce this as sanctioned, sanctified masturbation in your home with a holy... Right. Uh, oh, yeah. There you go. That's your million dollar holy idea. Holy virginal... Uh, it, could, it could be the new WWJD bracelet. I mean, the video. I think you might be onto something there. Yeah. Well, apparently she's been getting all kinds of Sarah Palin comparisons, too, because uh, you know, they were both beauty queens and they're both... Rilfs. Evangelist or whatever. Did you say milfs? Wilfs. <laughs> what is wilfs? Rilfs. What's a rilf? R I L F. Republican. Nice. Well, it, it, you know that brings up a, a whole. <laughs> I like that. I, I, that that list is very short. That's a short list, I think. I, I, I would Margaret that. Thatcher, anybody? Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh my God. Uh, I almost lost my train of thought. Just now, you got me thinking about Margaret Thatcher. Uh, talking about scary. Sarah Palin, the thing that I was going to bring up if we were going to get into it was that it is actually very interesting with those women because uh, being a woman, it's very clear. Like you do to get ahead, it's a lot easier to use physical, you know, ways to do that to jump at some point to notoriety, and then off that try to do something worthwhile, which is. You know, most, well, not most, many successful women have to start at some point. At least you definitely have to be very, very concerned about your appearance. But a lot of women, their background will show you, you know, not necessarily a pageant, but something, you know, something where they're having to use feminine wiles or beauty to uh, get ahead initially. 
And so, which is cool. I have no problem with any of that. That's, but then they're, but then to be demonized for it later is interesting. And that's that's one of the things with her. Okay, that's that's where we'll debate here. What yeah. is she being demonized? Okay, for? she is. Okay, this is this is too what I felt like. She is just getting so attacked, and she's just some dumb model girl. That's it. Like she's just a dumb model girl. She's repeating words, and you know, but they just jumped on her as like an example and whatever. And I don't know. She I mean, I feel choice, slightly though. sorry for her. Are we because... talking about preach on? Or... Yeah, yeah preach on. Okay. We're, no, we're still on her. Both. She had a choice. No. <laughs> model, and I that Perez Hilton question. I'll give her that. Okay, I'll give her that. That was kind of a hijack question. Right. But she could have let it drop after that. But she's come on newscast after newscast saying the well, same thing. Well, keep in mind, thing. she was viciously attacked. I mean, like, someone on some, um, I watched a clip, some British newscaster said, this was immediately following that when it was blown up in the media, apparently. I didn't really see it. But um, he said, well, if you, you know, find her dead, then you know who did it. And he was someone that's equivalent to, like, the Today Show right. host or something. And Perez Hilton went on his site and said, she didn't lose because of that question. She lost because she's a dumb bitch. You know, stuff like that. And, I mean, it was just immediately. Immediately, like well, so is Hilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally, totally. But, but I mean, he doesn't it was just immediately moral high ground. That's that's the issue. That's why. But she's that being might have attacked. pushed her. But that might have pushed her a little bit into you know running into the arms of her people. Oh, and I, then, see, I see what you're saying. And then yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. joining with them to say, okay, fine, this is my stance. Because she was then. all alone out. And... Yeah. And apparently, oh, there's no. been reverse lawsuits back and forth, and and they you embraced know, her, and. Yeah, she has a Christian publicist now or something that's trying to straighten the whole thing out. Christian publicist. <laughs> gonna a Christian PR It's kind of hard to spin that. Uh, <laughs> well, I, well, the thing was she was she had a lawsuit that uh, against – who was the lawsuit going to be against? Was it against – I think the Miss California pageant. Because she had neglected her duties and she was too busy right. running around doing whatever. A million-dollar lawsuit against them. They set her down in a room with her mother, busted out the video – she had to watch the fifteen. Snaps. She okay, only made but, it 15 but hold on, guys. Hold on. this video before she said, "Okay, I'm out of here. Yeah. No, no lawsuit." Yeah. Because she realized that she couldn't sue them because well, then it would. It, the, would it was, it was a sexy video she made when she was seventeen. Mom. I mean, can you imagine watching? When with I your got mom? busted masturbating by my mom, I couldn't speak for a month. <laughs> Uh, I was traumatized. I I'm traumatized just thinking about it. I, and I got caught in the warehouse of TGNY looking at underwear ads but that's a different story <laughs> interesting interesting well but yeah no I don't think I mean those things with like sex pictures and sex tapes coming out I contend that everyone does that and if you don't you're either lying or just a total prude because with technology today number one it's so easy and I mean she was 17 and she's probably 24 now or something she's a young woman and so there's just, everyone does that. It's the same thing. Everyone looks at porn. Everyone, I mean, we find that all the time. But Every these are people that tell person. you not to look at porn. Yeah, they tell you not they to are. make sex they, tape. Are. they tell you don't don't even expose your body. And that's the that's the hypocrisy of it. And I think right. that's why she's being attacked by by gays. Because gays are like, what's so wrong with being gay if, if that's just my choice? Your choice is to go be naked on, on film or on whatever. Why is that any different? And for her to be embraced by the right wing and to, to do that, I think that's that's really the issue. Maybe but there, she's an I, easy target. She's obviously. an easy target, and also I think they're embracing her because it's easy publicity. And sure, you know, that's true. I mean, it's a it's, story. Yeah, like we've spent exactly. the whole time talking about. Yeah. her. Today. I mean, that's I every to me every commercial news broadcast is you can't it's you can't like take it seriously because even if it's 
you know, Dan Rather, whoever, they're still selling commercials. That is why they're online. They need you to watch. And they're going to do whatever they have to do to make that happen. And if you go and read books about behind the scenes, I mean, I've worked on documentaries. Every single thing that is going to be edited, music, someone's discussing it or telling or showing it to you in some way, it's manipulation. Sure, Always. Sure. No matter if it's for a good cause or not so much. It's media. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's let's wrap this up for the last uh, five minutes or so and talk about the president. Let's talk about it. I, I think about this this time last year, uh, the amount of excitement I had in in my family and, and people around me. We were we were very excited about it. Obviously, I supported him from before he was even a candidate. Uh, excited. Today, where are we? T- where are we today? He, he's got big issues on the plate. Has he done anything? Is he doing anything? What do you guys think? And, and maybe throw out a grade, A to F. Maybe and you could throw a plus or minus in there too. <laughs> uh, and, and we'll wrap wrap this up, kind of tying it all back together with these issues, with the military, which is Afghanistan's his his war now, with healthcare, which is his big battle, with the gay thing. You know, he he, he made a commitment to gays that he was going to repeal don't ask don't tell uh and take care of other few other things which he's made some progress in what do you guys think let's start with brent go all right first the grade then the y overall grade i'd give him a d um which is what i expected um he is not anything more than a centrist like he pretty much laid out for us centrist get d's in my book at best so i'm happy that we're at a d it's a lot better than we were but it's wow i'm wondering what you would consider george w bush president <laughs> yeah really <laughs> special needs <laughs> <laughs> so you got to be in the special ed class or something like that <laughs> something like that um health care all right uh it was his big issue fine um Needed a single-payer system, didn't get it. Um, needed a public option, that's pretty much not uh, what we thought it was going to be. Possible, yeah, sure. It's sure. not what the American people wanted, mm-hmm. we can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, militarily, we got out of Iraq, that's good. For the most part. That's yeah. huge, yeah. That's, that's huge. Good. He did make a promise to do that, and he's he's certainly put effort into that, yeah. That would, that's good, and I applaud him for that. We're in Afghanistan. He wants to escalate that. Uh, not so. That goes down in your book. Okay, so what would you like? How could he improve his grades next year, next semester? And it really hasn't been a year of his presidency, only a year since the election. Yeah. Uh, what What could he do to get his GPA up in your book? Get out of Afghanistan. Okay, so not uh, commit another 40,000 troops? Yeah, uh, let's not have such an emphasis on military spending. He hasn't really uh, diminished that. Um, we're still going on the premise that the military is going to drive our uh, capital. Sure. So um, until that changes, it's going to be hard to increase the grade. Um, we got to get away from that mindset. 10% of the military budget would fund health care easily. Oh, absolutely. Um, so let's put the money where it's going to do the most good. Fighting wars that have no benefit whatsoever is not benefiting us uh, in any major way other than we get to play with big toys sure Stephanie? all right i give him an a because for many reasons because 
Number one, it's been less than a year. Number two, there is a calm over the world that a year and a half ago, unless you could mentally put yourself back there and then compare it to today, and that's just why he won the Nobel Peace Prize. Um, like, saying to just do that is so much more complex than just doing it. We were in a the highest military state, certainly in my life, from the Bush, the you know younger Bush administration, and you can't just pull out of that. I mean, there's so much involved with systems, money, politics, administration that it's it's just impossible to be like cut and dry with it, in my opinion. But I don't I don't really know. I mean, I'm not there working on it day to day. I don't read about it every single day, so I don't know. But I do know it's extremely complex. And you know, like you said, our a lot of our people and economy That's what are tied they said into about it. Iraq, but we got out. Right. Well, you know, I mean, he pulled out, and that too. I mean, Bush had already started a little bit, you know, winding down that. Um, but, uh, and then I think, you know, I mean, he's, uh, dropped the whole thing on the drug stuff, like the states that have legal drugs. I mean, we just got rid of that, which was a huge waste of effort and money. And I think that there's a lot of little things going on. We're going to save that for a whole episode. Yeah, really. In the near future. Um, and I think that just in general, um, another reason I give him an A as a leader is he never, uh, he's just so good at not reacting. You know, he lets things simmer down a little bit. He, he... Um, like even when that, that stupid school speech thing, when they were rallying up, I mean, he could have gone on and been like, you guys are idiots. This is preposterous. No, if you keep your kids from school, you're going to be arrested. You know, that's more like something W would have done. And, you know, he just, I feel like he handles everything with uh, a calm dignity that is affecting the entire world. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate that. So a solid A. I give him an A. I mean, I don't, that to me, there's nothing again, even with the healthcare thing, the stuff he's up against is crazy, and I, I don't know if anyone could do anything. I mean, it might just, I, it might just have to be a while until this country. So what would gets you? Uh, how could he take that up to a perfect four point or a plus in the next? I mean, I guess it would be if there magically was, you know, ways that these things like, you know, it seemed like, okay, yeah, Afghanistan is ending much sooner or healthcare. Yeah, this is great. It just, wow, all came together, you know? Um, I, think, I think passing a, a legitimate healthcare reform mm -hmm. that he, that he promised would at least right. take a half a grade. Right. Up, right. I just don't, I mean, I don't even know if it's possible for any person to face what he walked into and have some extreme dramatic shifts on every front. It's just impossible. There's just not that many hours in the day and you can't you can't be every single in every single place at all times what he can do is allow us who the voters and there's plenty of data out there to suggest that uh all of us or the vast majority of us want a single-payer system and he could give voice to us and that has not happened well but it's not because the people that are speaking out and are voting are saying the opposite. So, and they're putting money and they're and putting money lots of money, money behind that. It. Millions and millions of dollars of lobbyists that are going towards absolutely. Uh, I mean, some people just don't care. Information, yeah. They and, just don't pay attention to any of this. The large, you know, our generally uneducated poor population, which is a huge chunk of you know the people that are the issue. They don't care. They don't pay attention. And strangely, they're, not, they're the ones who would benefit right, from this too. Right. They, they they've been co opted by the sort of upper crust of the Republican Party. Well, I'm not party. talking about convincing people who need convincing. I'm talking about that the vast majority sure. of us want a single But I don't think system. that's true. No, no, I don't it, think it's true. It, it is he, true. He's right. If you look at if you look at the numbers, a, a I'm not saying the va I won't say vast majority, 65 to 70% of people mm -hmm. want a public option, definitely. Now, if, is it a single payer system versus 
you know, there's different types of public right, options. Well, they want but universal health care that's, that's free. True. Right. That's true. Whatever that looks like. It can look like Australia. I don't care. That's part. Right. Uh, but they don't want higher taxes and they don't want to be bothered with the issues about getting there. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well, they, they, they're, they're it's, it's sort of this. this All right. Uh, take 10% of the military slow. budget and fund it. Yeah. And then take the rest from the, the war on drugs, and there you go. Now everybody can... Legalize marijuana, we won't be having this <laughs> Yeah, really. <laughs> Again, we're going to save that for a whole episode. All right, I'll wrap it up. I'm going to give him a... Uh... Stephanie, you did good lobbying, because you improved my grade just by bringing up a <laughs> few right. things. I was going to go with a B-, minus, but I'm going to go with a solid B. Um, because of the things you said, they're exactly right. The persona, the uh, reputation that we have worldwide... The fact that the, the Nobel Prize cannot be discounted and uh, cannot be discounted. People discount it a lot, but it it, it is an, a huge deal, and it because of what it represents, it's symbolic. So I'm going to give him a lot of points on uh, intangibles. He could go up in my book to an A or an A plus by ter- ter- turning some of those intangibles into tangibles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The health uh, health debate is one passing a health care bill. Drawing down in Afghanistan, dealing with that, the gay issue, uh, the drug issue, um, those are the big things, you know, with some, uh, well, obviously the economy. We haven't really even talked about the fact that, and, and I laugh because I keep seeing these ridiculous bumper stickers that came out weeks after his election that said, and you may have seen, uh, Obama lied, <laughs> the economy died. I'm like, no. It, it, it does not compute because at that point when they when they came out he hadn't done anything yet and since then even with the with the the bailout package which is we could debate that there's been some improvements the stock market hit ten thousand we could be so much worse off right now we could be oh, so much worse off absolutely and it's making slow slow and steady come back with <laughs> the GDP was up to three percent we're we're making some improvements. Unemployment, which is a lagging indicator. And he did not get us into this. And that's the thing. He didn't get us into (laughs) it. We had eight years to dig ourselves into this hole. Mm -hmm. And and here, I'm going to leave with an analogy. A man walks into a bank, holds up the bank, demands the money. In the process of the bank robbery, he ends up shooting several people. Several people die, several people injured, takes the money, runs out. Ambulance shows up, takes the injured person to the hospital. On the on the operating table, the doctor is performing surgery on this person. Now, who is responsible if that person dies? Whose fault is it that that person dies? If that person dies, if the doctor has done everything they can and that person still dies, who is at fault? Is it the person? Is it the bank robber? Or is it the surgeon? Whoever has the... Uh... Best insurance to pay off the family. <laughs> nice. Who's responsible? Ultimately responsible for it. This is not a deep question. This 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 should be the easy part of that question. Well, the guy that shot him. Absolutely. So the person who pulled the trigger is responsible, whether that person dies or not. He's responsible. So when when people blame Obama, Obama's the surgeon. He's trying to fix the situation that was created by someone else. So, or the ambulance driver, maybe. Right? Possibly, yeah. But the <laughs> ultimate responsibility, and Republicans refuse to take responsibility for what happened. They love the fact that we're, quote, safer now because of their terrorism policies, and yet they won't accept responsibility for the failure that was the economic policies of the Bush administration. So Obama's doing the best he can. Whether it lives or dies, it, he's cleaning up the mess here. And I think he's going to, and I think his policies are, are working. They're going to work, and they're going to continue to work. 
and I'm still on board. I give him a solid B. Looking forward to to I, I like this. I like to see Brents come up here in the next next uh, few months, few years. Um, I hope. Uh, good times, guys. Thank you for listening, everyone. That's that's out there in cyberland, cyberspace, and the internet. And we'll be back next week. Here we go again. Bye.